Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Thursday, July 1st, 2021. Topics on today's episode include more economic indicators ahead of tomorrow's payrolls report, and my interview with Andrew Weiss on getting your investment back for your technology. Halfway done with 2021? Yes, time is flying and summer is here. The Weather Service just published instructions on how to bake a lasagna in your mailbox. Speaking of time passing, here's an attention grabber. Quote, over a quarter of seniors say retirement is worse than they expected, end quote. The body of the article, which I found doing some research on which aid group tends to own more mortgage-backed securities, notes that about 28% of them say their lives are actually worse during retirement than before they left the workforce, according to a nationwide survey. Why didn't the headline scream, quote, vast majority of seniors say retirement met or is better than they expected, end quote. For the link to that story, as well as the latest on employment and business opportunities, products and services, and processing and underwriting notes from around the biz, visit robchrisman.com. Today's podcast is presented by Origins, a CU Direct brand. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their end-to-end digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing giving mortgage lenders the ability to replace their POS, LOS, and CRM stack with a single modern platform, or use the modular capabilities of the platform to integrate Origins anywhere in your tech stack, wherever you need to make the biggest impact on your lending. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with Origins. Speaking of which, for today's interview, I wanted to bring back on Andrew Weiss, Senior Vice President of Mortgage Origination Platform Strategy, overseeing long-term direction and current capabilities of mortgage products. With over 30 years' experience in the mortgage and consumer lending space, Andrew has held a wide range of strategic roles, leveraging business rules, workflow, analytics, and commercial off-the-shelf solutions. He was most recently a principal at Stratmore Group and previously was COO and CTO at Overture Technologies and Senior VP of Advanced Technology at Fannie Mae, overseeing the creation of Desktop Underwriter. So when it comes to getting investment back for your technology, technology investment should have an ROI attached to them. Where should lenders see gains when investing in a mortgage platform? Obviously, if you're going to spend all the time, energy, and money on a new mortgage platform, you do need to expect ROI. And in my view, technology well used, and it does need to be well used, should have material positive impact in three areas. The first one is customer service, right? Which leads to good reviews, higher levels of referral, all around positive for bringing you know, new borrowers into your process. Um, the second one is reduced manual effort. And I think this is something that everyone can, can easily think about and understand, but you want to make it more efficient to, and effective to manufacture alone. And the third one is reduced cycle time. By cycle time, I really mean you know, from that first interaction with the customer, twinkle in the customer's eye, all the way through a a closed, funded, sold loan. And that cycle actually results in positive customer satisfaction and in uh, reduced manual effort if you do it right. It's hard to reduce your cycle time without reducing your manual effort. So, you know, those are three things I think you look at and they sort of all work together. They will lead to better financial performance as well as some of these softer things as, as in addition. And that's just one piece of the equation. We should also say your lending process and your staff productivity affect things as well. 
how does lending process efficiency and staff productivity actually affect profitability? Well, as you know, as all your listeners know, profitability is driven by a number of factors, right? The cost to deliver that loan, cost to manufacture the loan is the obvious one, um, but so is the saleability of that loan and pull through, which is really part of the sales process and cycle time, as I mentioned before, and the staffing mix. Can you use the right staff to do the right job? And all of those factors have a material impact on overall profitability. So when you couple it with the right business process, that mortgage platform is really going to enhance each of these factors. So just as an example, um, if you can get simple loans, uh, you know, a, a low LTV refi kind of thing handled by junior staff without sacrificing loan quality and therefore the ability to sell those loans, then you can have your expensive experienced staff assigned to the more complicated loans that may be ultimately more profitable, um, but also you want them to be working in a way that they can be more efficient. If you put junior staff on those loans, they will be terribly inefficient. This is where technology is absolutely required to run a kind of operation with these differentiated processes. And your new platform has to be able to not only make that possible, but then make sure you can uh, turn that those efficiencies into profits. And I think it's very easy for lenders these days to think, oh, there's this latest and greatest technology out there. If I just plug it in, off we go and it'll be amazing. But a lot of the times, they probably need to look in the mirror a little bit at both their processes and the technology they currently have before investing in new tech. When they do evaluate their technology needs, should they consider making other changes to ensure marketplace success? Oh, I absolutely think so. Putting in a new platform is is more than just uh, you know opening up a, a new widget. Um, it's really a major change for the organization. So it's a great time to look at uh, the broader market, competitive points of view. Um, you know, you might consider some key changes to a business model. Just as an example, there are a lot of lenders out there who are very well honed and well focused on that sort of high touch retail model. Um, and if you're going to bring in a new platform, is it the right time to diversify that model? Not necessarily change it entirely, uh, but to add some more of that customer self service kind of thing. I mean, one example would be. Um, as opposed to just offering rate sheet type pricing up front and then call your loan officer, what if you actually took some data from the consumer and got more precise pricing and were able to hook uh, those consumers in and those consumers who, are, who want to work in a self-service way could actually leverage your new platform? And so it's an interesting question. You don't have to change your business model. You don't need to look at a broader competitive landscape, but if you're going to make as significant a change as changing out your mortgage platform is, then you probably want to, because it's a good time to do it. And it will also drive which platform you want to choose. What features is it that you want to include? So I think you want to put all those things together when you're doing this search for a new technology. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, what should lenders be looking at beyond the technology? Is certainly, I'm a huge proponent of ensuring that the technology and the business process are aligned mm -hmm. and, are, and really complement each other. I mean, a flaw that we've all seen for some lenders, I'm sure not your listeners, Robbie, but um, are sort of assuming that the processes that they've honed over time are the right processes and that's what they need with their new technology. I mean, I'll just give you a little example. There, there are various companies who 
uh, put together a really efficient and, and well-tuned third-party order desk, right? Ordering out the third-party services. Um, but if your new technology platform can do that automatically, you don't need that desk. Um, and you don't need a process that's built around having to do those manual third-party order outs. Just one little example. I think there are going to be a lot of those as organizations look at new technology and what the new capability can be and how that's going to uh, reflect on what their business process is using that new technology. Uh, so you really need to do both together. And it's one of the, the most challenging parts of the process. Certainly. So at the start of this interview, we talked about where lenders should see gains when investing in a mortgage platform and the ROI attached with that. But let's talk about the how. How do lenders ensure they make investments or changes across the board that will have a positive ROI? Yeah, it's, it's a, a really good question. Um, it's a uh, complicated question to answer and, and a question that ultimately each lender is going to need to answer for themselves. Um, but what one thing that, that I will tell you is it really begins not only with the selection process, but really uh, gets uh, the heat gets turned up in the implementation process. You want to develop an approach to implementing your new technology that really lets key team members learn how to use and maximize the value out of that process, as we talked about before, out of the new technology. Rather. And so you need to take uh, key team members, well-respected from different parts of the organization, from sales, from processing, from underwriting, what have you, and have them really learn and play with the new platform so that they can hone the processes that maximize that value. Um, and these are the people who are you going to, if they come easily, if their manager says, oh, sure, you can take Joe, well, that's probably not who you want. These are the people that their managers are only going to give to this process, kicking and screaming. Because uh, those are the folks you want who have credibility in the organization and have the knowledge uh, to really make this stuff work. They also have to be flexible in the sense that they're not stuck only in their old ways. And so if you couple that with that broader look at the marketplace and leaderships uh, encouraging the kind of significant change that a new platform is going to bring about, then together you can really get through the implementation process. and. Every implementation that I've ever been part of has some bumps in the road and potholes, uh, but you got to get through them. But inevitably, you can do that and you can really drive to uh, really positive ROI and ultimately profitability as well. Excellent points. And I think this is really valuable information for our listeners here. So if you all are interested in hearing more from Andrew, tune into our interview from Tuesday, June 29th, where he opines more on, on things of this nature. And uh, I, I think that was a great interview in itself. So, Andrew, I want to thank you for coming back on the show. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Robbie. I always enjoy it. And I hope we will talk soon. Looking at rates yesterday, we had another mixed day of data for the bond market to digest as the second quarter drew to a close, with markets still trying to balance optimism for recovery with virus concerns. The private sector added 692,000 jobs in June, more than expected according to the ADP Employment Survey. Most of them were in leisure and hospitality. Payrolls are still nearly 7 million short of pre-COVID-19 levels, though job gains have totaled about 3 million since the beginning of this year. Expectations are now for 675,000 jobs gained in tomorrow's payrolls report. Pending home sales rose 8% in May, reaching its highest level since 2005, according to the National Association of Realtors. Finally, 
June Chicago PMI fell well below expectations. Ahead of tomorrow's payrolls report release, today's economic calendar is underway with a couple labor market indicators. Job cuts from Challenger, Gray, and Christmas fell 16.7% in June to 20,476, the lowest monthly total since June 2000. June's total is 88% lower than a year ago. Weekly jobless claims were 364,000, down 51,000 for the week, and much lower than expected. Later this morning brings the final June market manufacturing PMI reading, the June ISM manufacturing PMI, construction spending for May, and Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey. The lone Fed speaker sees Atlanta's Bostitch participating in a housing-related panel discussion. The desk of the New York Fed will target up to $4.1 billion of MBS purchases. We begin the day with agency MBS prices down worse nearly an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.48% after closing yesterday at 1.45%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. My cousin's son begged and begged her to have a DNA test done on his frog. The results? Irish, Italian, and a tadpole. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lender landscape. Visit Origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.